Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we are focusing on a portion of Christ's Sermon on the Mount concerning that rarely discussed topic of fasting. In this passage, Jesus continues to warn us, as he did in verse 1, to beware of practicing our righteousness before men. In other words, fasting, like giving and prayer, is only acceptable when God alone is honored. This message also answers the question of what does or does not constitute true biblical fasting. If you're not operating a motor vehicle or other dangerous machinery, feel free to open your Bible and follow along in Matthew chapter 6, verses 16 through 18. Here is today's slice of Pastor Jim's message entitled, Traveling in the Fast Lane. Now, what have we seen already? This is the third time now. Your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Back to verse 4. Do it so that your giving will be in secret. And your father who, who sees what is done in secret will reward you. And then verse 6. When you pray, go into your inner room. Close your door and pray so that your father who, sees, who is in secret will see to, pray to your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. So now. That was three pretty simple verses. Way too early to quit preaching. I know the question. Should I be fasting? Should, should this be part of my, of my life? Well, remember, it's not commanded. Now, it's something you may or may not want to do at various times in your life. Look back at the list of examples of times when people were motivated to fast as we see it in Scripture. Um, War or the threat of war or maybe we would say when you or your son or daughter is in the military and they're about to be deployed to a place where they're shooting at each other. Eh, That could get your attention to pray and fast about that. A time of sickness, yours or somebody else's, mourning over someone's death, like with the death of of Saul, Uh, penitence to bring an end to God's chastening. That seems to be what Daniel Daniel was saying. Daniel hadn't done all of those things, but Daniel was confessing that Israel deserved what they were getting in the chastening hand of God. Maybe there's some sort of impending danger, possibly even the threat of an enemy attack. Um, Sometimes there's fasting in commemoration of calamities. Uh, I've attended a couple of uh, services, especially um, around uh, 2002 through 2005, people commemorating the attacks of September 11th, 2001, remembering that and and, um, how we felt as a nation then. People remember 
um, World War One, World War Two, Korean War, Vietnam War, any of those things. Sometimes that, that goes along with fasting. How about in time of drought? Well, not here, not now, but if your crops were in the ground and dying for lack of water, you might be motivated. Or those Moses and Daniel in preparation for receiving special revelation from God, well, <clears throat> Not now. God's not going to give you special, direct, personal revelation. But maybe you need to research something in Scripture. Maybe you've got an issue that you, you want to find all of the wisdom that God has, like we've read about in Proverbs. You want to find everything that, that, that applies to that situation. And how can I care best for this person? What can I do that will best express the gospel in this situation? How can I best care for my, for my child who's facing this thing? And maybe you'd want to just set aside a time to pray and fast and seriously study the scriptures. So the conclusion to draw from that is you can fast whenever you wish especially when you're facing a crisis, especially when you want to devote yourself as thoroughly as possible to God and to His Word. Now, I want to conclude with a passage that I think deserves our attention. God had very strong words for Israel, and He delivered them through Isaiah. It's Isaiah chapter 58. A lot of people go there when they discuss fasting. And I want you to notice the emphasis on motivation and on how God is repulsed by hypocrisy. The chapter begins this way. Cry loudly, do not hold back. Raise your voice like a trumpet and declare to my people their transgression and to the house of Jacob their sins. God is telling Isaiah, hey, ring this bell. Preach it, brother. This is serious. He says, yet they seek me by day and delight to know my ways as a nation that has done righteousness and has not forsaken the ordinance of their God. They're acting as if they haven't done anything wrong. He says, they ask me for just decisions. They delight in the nearness of God. Why have we fasted and you do not see? Apparently, that's what they're saying to God. Why have we humbled ourselves and you do not notice? Behold, on the day of your fast, you find your desire and drive hard all your workers. Behold, you fast for contention and strife and to strike with a wicked fist. You do not fast like you do today to make your voice heard on high. Is it a fast like this which I choose? A day for a man to humble himself? Is it for bowing one's head like a reed and for spreading out sackcloth and ashes as a bed? Will you call this a fast, even an acceptable day to the Lord? Remember, God is challenging their, their motivation. Far more than the outward act of their fasting. Now listen to God's opinion of what he would delight to see in his people. Chapter 6, or 58, starting at verse 6. Is this not the fast which I choose? Okay, so what ought, what ought you to be doing? This should be included when you fast. To loosen the bonds of wickedness, to undo the bands of the yoke, and to let the oppressed go free and break every yoke. 
Is it not to divide your bread with the hungry and bring the homeless poor into your house? When you see the naked to cover him and not to hide yourself from your own flesh? See, if you're doing things that glorify me in the midst of your fasting, I will be rejoicing. Then he says, Then your light will break out like the dawn, and your recovery will speedily spring forth, and your righteousness will go before you. The glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. Then you will call, and the Lord will answer. You will cry, and He will say, Here I am. If you remove the yoke from your midst, the pointing of the finger and speaking wickedness, and if you give yourself to the hungry and satisfy the desire of the afflicted, then your light will rise in darkness and your gloom will become like midday and the Lord will continually guide you and satisfy your desires in scorched places and give strength to your bones and you will be like a watered garden and like a spring of water whose waters do not fail. Those from among you will rebuild the ancient ruins. You will raise up the age-old foundations, and you will be called the repairer of the breach, the restorer of the streets in which to dwell. He's looking past the captivity and saying, look, when there's real change, when there's real repentance, when you don't just go through an act of fasting and give me lip service, but it affects how you treat other people then you're going to have my blessing. So, I think the question that Jesus would have asked, had he stopped and given invitation at this point of the Sermon on the Mount, he would have been very clear. Do you have a heart that desires to know and please God? Now, we know that can only come as we stand in his grace through his son, Jesus Christ, But do you truly desire to know God and please God and serve God and and be a good representative of His that people will see your good works and glorify not you but your Father who is in heaven? Or do you just like to put on a show? I fast twice a week. Three times during Easter week. No. What are you trusting in? That's the point. Travel in the fast lane as much as you want to. As long as it's between you and the Lord and your desire is for His glory. Now let's pray. Father, thank You for Your wonderful goodness to us in Christ. For the riches of Your grace in which we stand. Blessed with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Father, it's so easy to get focused on ourselves, our wants, our desires, our our comforts and to and and to miss the whole point of what it is that you want from us. And so Father, as always, we ask you to have your way with us. Please do not let a soul leave this place trusting in anything other than the simplicity of Christ and what He has done. Put the gospel on our lips. Put us in places that we can serve as your representatives even this week. 
And we pray in, in Jesus' name. Amen. If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.